Welcome to the Pastor's Cut. This week we're on with Kenson Lamb, pastor over our South region, as well as the Bridgeport pastor. And we're talking with him about what got cut from his sermon on Romans chapter 15, verses 14 to 21, and discussing a listener question as well. And if you have a question that you'd like us to discuss, go ahead and send that in by emailing it to podcast at parkcommunitychurch.org. We'd love to see what you're wanting to hear more about. All right, let's get started. I'm Trevor Lovell, and this is the Pastor's Cut with Kenson Lamb. Kenson, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us today. Trevor, glad to be with you again. Love what you guys are doing with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, we're looking forward to the time together today. So I got a question just to open it up with, knowing that you're a, a longtime Chicagoan, you know, born and raised in the city. Um, so when it comes to, you know, living and enjoying the, this beautiful city that we're in Chicago, uh, what what's kind of the best kept secret for you when it comes to that? You know, actually, something that I actually learned um, from the quarantine is now have, having so many things that were closed, I uh, was taking advantage of a lot of the uh, forest uh, reserves that were around the city. You know, and actually, I live towards the southwest side of the city. So that's actually mm-hmm. where I go for a lot of uh, um, the forest preserves and just kind of reserves and just kind of seeing like what, what's, what's out there. And so there's actually a lot of great hiking paths. I would actually suggest for the people who are watching, like there's a great Facebook group uh, for parents uh, called Keeping It Fun. And uh, and actually there's a lot of like ideas that are shared amongst all the parents about different places that you can go. And during this time of pandemic, like it's just been so helpful in regards to things that you can do safely outdoors, you know, public events that, you know, that has spacing. Um, So that was actually a lifesaver for me this, this past, this past year with four boys. Uh, we're, we did a lot of those things. So, so check it out. Uh, Google Indian River. Uh, that, that's also something really fun. Uh, uh, not too far away, about an hour away. Uh, something, but something really different where you kind of walk through water, walk kind of through a cave system. It's all public. It's all open. There's kids there. It's all safe and stuff. But it's, it's just a very unique experience. And it's all yeah, within the Chicagoland area. So that's my little secret. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's good stuff, man. So the keeping it fun, uh, Facebook page and then forest preserves and Indian river. That sounds interesting going into caves and stuff. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. 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 So I think it's either Indian caves or Indian rivers, but you Google one of those two words, it'll, it'll, it'll mm-hmm. pop up. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And all right. So this past weekend, Kenson, you preached at Bridgeport and South loop, uh, Romans uh, chapter 15 verses 14 to 21. Could you give us a quick recap of your sermon? Yeah. So, um, well, Trevor, I'll be, I'll be asking you as well, too, because I know you preach the same uh, passage as well. Uh, but, but for me, uh, kind of the heart of my message was to ask the question, for all of us to ask the question, how does the gospel uh, shape the direction of my life? Um, and working off the premise that all of us have a goal, all of us are working towards an aim. Um, and the challenge is how much does it, our life goals and aims and agenda line up with the gospel. And the reason I, I started with that premise was because uh, what we're seeing in Romans 15 is actually Paul's own testimonial about the calling that God's laid on his life and the ambition that he has. And it all centers around the gospel. You know, actually, for I, I didn't share this in my, in my sermon. So this is part of the pastor's cut. Uh, but I did have like a, a fun illustration of where like, for example, if you've ever gone on international trips, and on, and on these international trips, uh, as you're about to land, you know, the, you know, they, 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 the flight attendants like hand you like this little card where you, know, you have to answer all these questions. And when you get to the customs agent, they, they ask you like, 
you know, you know, what, what, why'd you go? Was it for business or pleasure? Well, the same question could be asked of us. Like, why are you doing what you're doing? You know, is it for business and pleasure for Paul? He would check off and say, I did it for Jesus Christ. I did it for his glory. And that's really what I wanted to challenge people with is like, for what purpose are you giving your one and only life to? So with that, I just kind of went through Paul's testimonial and just kind of sharing, just pulling out different insights of how Paul saw his life and how he understood his life and how I believe that that can give us kind of the filter and lens so that it can help us to know how to better live into God's will. So, so for example, you know, I talked about understanding God's greater purpose uh, in, in the world. Uh, the second point was to understand that we all have a priestly ministry. And the third point was to understand that it's only through the Holy Spirit can we do things that have eternal and lasting value. And all these three points actually all basically fit into one category. And it felt it fell around evangelism, <laughs> around the importance of of making Jesus known and and and, sh- and sharing Him. So so th- so that's kind of the, the gist of of my message uh, this past weekend. Yeah, yeah. And on that third point around uh, like only only eternal lasting results can come like when we're working in connection w- with the Spirit of God. You had a couple of. Um, basically like symptoms that you listed that you can look at your own life and kind of test and see whether or not you're doing that or you're trying to live out of your own strength that I thought, I thought it was really helpful. Could you just kind of run through those again? Yeah. So, uh, so those weren't very hard because uh, those are ones that, that I, I constantly fight all, all the time. So, um, so yeah, so Trevor, yeah, thanks for bringing it up. So yeah. So uh, I, I basically shared like, how can you know if you, so the way I set it up was how can you know if you're wasting your life not living by the spirit, but mm-hmm. instead living by the flesh, which will never produce anything of lasting mm-hmm. value. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I basically said, here are some things to look out for. Uh, first off is this, is that you will burn out very fast. Uh, I share that uh, because if we're serious about getting after the mission of God to seek and save the lost, uh, to be part of God's redeeming work of creation, Hopefully, as I'm talking right now, you feel like I can't do that stuff. But a lot of folks, especially for people like me, you know, who are in ministry, sometimes we self-deceive ourselves to think like, you know what, like I got this. Like, yeah, you know, I'll just preach a better sermon. I'll work a little bit harder and this will move the mission forward. Uh, yeah, you're going to burn out really fast because you're not you're not in line with the spirit. You're not, you're not doing it and you're not you're not doing it with Christ working through you, you're, you're the very thing that, that we preach against all the time, that, that whole legalism piece, like you pull up your bootstraps and let's get it done. And you we're not learning what it is to cast your cares upon him. We're, we're not, we're not learning what it means to, 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 to just lean into him in, in that way. And you're, you're just not going to have the power to be able to do that. So you're going to get frustrated because all of us who've done ministry, it's never going to go the way that you want it to go. Uh, when, when people begin to challenge you or you begin to feel res- it's got a sense of resistance. You begin to take that personally and say like, you know, how dare you, you know what I mean? So, so that, that's the danger. So, so burnout happens really quick and you're not going to last in that. Um, I also shared another indicator too, is, uh, is being prayerless, right? Because obviously if, uh, if you're doing this on your own strength, on your own flesh, uh, it's all about you. So like, why, why do I need to bring God into this? I I don't, I don't need to talk to him about this because the work that really is going to matter is my work. 
well, there you go. Like that, that's how, you know, you know, you're doing something outside uh, of, of this, of the spirit. The spirit's not going to lead you away from prayer. If anything, what we, mm-hmm. what we see with Jesus is that it's going to, it's going to make you want to slip away oftentimes to pray and, and to, and to seek yeah. to be refreshed and renewed um, mm-hmm. uh, with, with the Lord. Uh, two, two more other ones uh, that I shared. Uh, another one that I, I shared as well too, is that we will seek to be applauded or recognized. And that's just a complete like contrast to how we see Paul. Paul's like, I will not venture to speak of anything else but Christ. Um, but when you're working out in the flesh, the platform is yours, baby. It's all about, look at me, look at what I've done. You know what I mean? So, and it, and that's just horrible. So when things go well, you give yourself way too much credit. And when things go bad, you know what I mean? It's like you, then, then you, then you begin to spiral. You're like, Oh my goodness. Like I'm nothing. I'm, I'm worthless. I'm this and that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then the final thing I just shared was, uh, that we will seek for fast results and not deep results. Um, kind of the idol of the West. And I shared this in the messages, uh, our idol of productivity that, you know, that we want to see results. We want to see numbers. Uh, those are the people who have platforms. Those are the people who get paid when they have lots of followers, when they can say, look at all these conversions I've done. Look at all these ministries that I've accomplished. And that's all great. And I'm not, I'm not knocking that stuff, but we live in a culture that, that celebrates a lot of like, do, 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 look at all that I've done. Look at how big it got as opposed to deep results and lasting results, you know, things that oftentimes people don't get to see, you know what I mean? But yet like that's, that's what, that's what God sees, you know? And, and when I talk about fast and deep results, I was really speaking primarily around like uh, life transformation, you know, not, not just seeking uh, a conversion profession of faith and, but, but, but seeing like, people come to full obedience in Christ and spending the time to celebrate that kind of work. But also as well too, the, the personal challenge to results and deep results is that, is that the deep results too is, is also for your own character and, and, and wanting to see in your own life a deep sanctification and abiding in Christ. And quite honestly, like if I could wrap those four points up into a common theme around working from the flesh is that when you work from the flesh, you won't abide in Christ. You're not, you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to lean into him. You're, you're, you're going to be a, you're going to be a Martha. You're not going to be a Mary. You're not going to sit at the feet of Jesus. Um, mm-hmm. If I had to just kind of wrap it up with an idea like that, that ultimately is like what, what happens when we work from the flesh is that we almost push, like we might talk a lot about Jesus. So we might say like, we're all about Jesus, but relationally we're, we've pushed him very far away, you know, from, mm-hmm. from, from the work. So, yeah. Yeah, man, I feel like that's a good point for reflection because it's like that you can feel the tendency, at least I can in, in, you know, my own life to, to kind of like the pull towards that way of living. But then you look at, you just walk through those symptoms and you see on the one hand, it doesn't actually achieve anything like worthwhile. And then on the other hand, it's like terrible for your inner life. Um, So I I thought that was just really helpful. Um, And so what got cut? <laughs> uh, well, uh, as I was telling you earlier that, uh, that not too much got cut. I kind of threw the whole kitchen sink at the, at the <laughs> message here. Uh, uh, uh yeah, uh, one or two things got cut. So, so one thing that got cut was, uh, in verse 18, it says, for I'm not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience. First off, love that. So Paul is just like, I got, I got no one else to brag about except for Christ. And I love that there's nothing else that's worth a breath coming out of my mouth 
besides speaking his name. Love that. And then he says, though, uh, I'll not venture to speak of anything else except what Christ accomplished to bring the Gentiles to obedience. So, so to me, when I hear Gentiles to obedience, it's not just conversion, but it's also mm-hmm. transformation. It's obeying all that Jesus commanded these new Gentile converts you know, to do, right? And he says, by word and deed. And what I love here is that Paul is sharing the method of how he was, of how he 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 did his ministry work and how he brought these Gentiles to obedience, and that was by teaching, by the word, by 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 teaching doctrine, by by giving guidance, by proclaiming the gospel. Yes, and then he also says, by deed, that it's also by showing it through my life, showing what it looks like to have the gospel shape my life and priorities. And this is the classic situation of oftentimes more things get caught than taught. And I think like for Paul, like the way his the way he modeled his life was just as critically important as the way that he taught doctrine. And I think when those two things beautifully come together, um, God uses that to help edify other believers and to help shape them and to grow them in Christ-like maturity. So um so that got cut off. Um I just I just felt like if I kept talking about that it might have been a little bit redundant with my message. Uh, but that that would have been an application piece for me where uh, I would have just pressed on our folks. Like if you're asking the how, like, how can you do this? You know, how, how can I make Jesus known? It's mm-hmm. by word and deed. If you want to get serious about being on this gospel mission, do it by word and deed. So, um, so that, so that, that, that piece got cut out of, uh, mm-hmm. out of the message. Uh, and as I look at my notes, uh, I pretty much talk, everything else is in my message. So <laughs> I didn't cut out, out too. Uh, no, that's good. That's good. Um, man, that's when you say that the, uh, like by word and deed and talking about, um, I know a question that I have sometimes as a pastor is, uh, like when it comes to discipleship, to what extent, and, and I feel like there's, there's maybe some flexibility and even some gray area with this, but to what extent does it involve sort of like just a changing of motivation and, and maybe like adding to, to the focus that you have as you go throughout the normal shape of your life, like the thinking differently about why you approach work, about how you approach family. Even like if you, like when you take your kids to the park and are engaging with other people there, or you're, um, you know, you're out with friends and some of them don't know Jesus and sort of the intentionality there. Like to yeah. what ex- extent is it just, is it reshaping the focus of the normal patterns? And then to what extent does it actually involve a, like a reshaping of your life as a whole? where yeah. certain things just need to need to actually change to, to do this, to join in that, that mission of God. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Great, great question, Trevor. I, I would definitely say that, that both need to happen. And actually, as you're talking, something that I did share in my message um, that was actually really important for my own heart uh, was not to feel guilty that I wasn't like Paul. Uh, you know what I mean? Like if, like we're going to be in, we're going to be in Acts in February and um, I've gone through Acts, uh, the epistle, all that. When you read like just incredible stories of just of what of the missionary journeys of Paul being shipwrecked and hunger and starving and you know you know I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'm just like I'm nothing like that. I I don't I'm like I'm like I'm such a failure as a Christian. I'm not I'm not going overseas. I'm I'm just I'm just. I'm just living at home, you know, with, with my four kids, you know, just kind of doing life. And I'm like, Oh, I'm such a failure. And I, 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 for me, even in this message, like I have to reconcile very quickly, like, like what is, what is this guilt in my heart and and, and what's going on here? Um, And first, just realizing that I need to first 
line myself up with scripture and to realize that uh, the kind of work that Paul was called to was not the same kind of work that I was called to, you know, and Paul, mm -hmm. and Paul never expected that, right. He raised up local elders within the church, telling them to stay put, right. He, you know, he, he said in first Corinthians, right. I, I, I planted Paul, uh, Paul, Apollos watered and God saw God made the increase happen. So, you know, yeah. so Paul was doing the pioneering work. He was, he was going to unreached areas, but Apollos mm -hmm. stayed in, stayed and actually built off of Paul's work and God used that to increase so what's really important to principle in all this is that we're not called to the same kind of work, but I do believe we, ha we all have the same calling as, as believers. And that's all throughout scripture. That's to seek and save the lost. Uh, that is to, you know, like a, that, that as, as Christ has, has redeemed us from the world, he has now sent us back out into the world. Matthew 28, you, you don't have to guess what God wants from our lives. So, so Trevor, like, I guess to answer your question in a very long and exhausted way, uh, is first off is to, is to understand like that, that you are an evangelist. You might not be gifted necessarily in that, but we all have the responsibility, right. To move the mission forward in that way that we have a good news to share and that should impact everything in your life. Right. Mm -hmm. That before that, before you are a business person, before you are a lawyer, before you are a blue collar, white collar worker, before you're at a state, you're, you're a stay at home parent, before you're a student, before you are anything, you're a Christ yeah. follower. Right. You, 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 you are uh, in my message. My second point, you, you have a priestly ministry. And that's mm -hmm. to connect people to God. We're the royal priesthood of believers. And I use this picture of. Our, our job is to take people's hands, right, and pull their hands and put them into the hands of Christ. That, that, that's our job. So wherever God's called you to do work-wise, you know, whatever that is, wherever he's called you to live, you know, you have a very clear purpose in that, and that is to make him known. And when you understand that, when you understand that mission, then hopefully it should impact your everyday life. Like the way that you do work mm -hmm. should be different. The way that you measure success in your workplace should be different. It shouldn't be like every, it shouldn't be like everyone else. You know, it shouldn't be like, you know, getting the biggest paycheck. It shouldn't be this and that, but like, if you go in truly thinking and seeing your work as ministry, you know, yeah, you're going to go and you're going to do a great job because you're going to work unto the Lord and give him all the glory. But you're also going to realize that the people around you, God didn't bring them there by accident. You know, none of these people, when they go up to, when they go up and they have to give an account to God, they can never say that, that I was unreachable because mm -hmm. God put you yeah. there. So you have a responsibility to reach these people. Man, if you think like that, it's going to change the way you do anything. When I go to the park district with my kids and I think, and I just think like, oh, I'm just here to have my kids have fun. Guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to play on my phone. I'm just going to be on the side. I'm just not going to do anything. But every time I go into the park district and I start thinking like, like I'm an ambassador for Christ. All of a sudden, I started seeing the different families and kids like with a different light. And I actually started looking for opportunities, like telling my kids, I've actually done this like before the quarantine. Like, but like, hey, let's, yeah. let's, let's go play. Let's go play over in this area with the intention of like, hopefully I can get close enough to this parent so I can start yeah. small talking. And maybe, and since I'm a pastor, it's actually very easy for me to get into spiritual conversations. Because when I say, hey, what do you do? Where do you live? Oh, I'm a pastor. And then I just, I just jump right into it. <laughs> So it's very easy yeah. for me. Um, but yeah, you see like just even like things like just taking your kids to the park, the game changes. Like if you see yourself differently, if you see yourself as a minister 
as an ambassador for Christ, man, like, and that's where it gets really exciting. You know, that, that's, that's where the, the joy and excitement is in walking with Christ. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Man. All right. So um, one last question here. We, we added the, the listener segment back on. Um, yeah. So here's our question for today. Um, when it comes to praying as a, as a follower of Jesus, right? Who, who am I actually praying to? Should I pray to God the Father? Should I address my prayer to Jesus? Can I pray to the Holy Spirit? What's actually happening there? Yeah, that, that's that's a fantastic uh, question. Uh, obviously, uh, the, the question is rooted in a uh, in an appreciation and affirmation of the Trinity, right? So, so God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. So it does get a little confusing. While I'm praying to God, there are all three of them are God. Ah, like what 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 what, 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 what I do? So uh, the good thing about this is that is that Scripture provides a very helpful uh, pattern uh, and also direction in regards to it. Uh, the bottom line is this, is that when you pray, uh, what we see in Scripture and also what Jesus teaches in the, in the Lord's Prayer, really, it's, it's the disciples' prayer. It's, it's how he taught us to pray, um, is that we are to pray to the Father, that we are to pray to the Father, um, and that that's where our prayers are to, are to go. Like, now, does this mean that, oh, my goodness, if I say, like, come, Holy Spirit, come, like, am I sinning? I wouldn't go, I, I wouldn't go that route at all. Uh, because again, I, I highly doubt that if you start saying like, come, Je- come, Jesus, come, you know, come spirit, come where you're praying prayers like that. God's going to be like, ah, oh, shame on you. How dare. No, I don't think that's going to happen at all. I think, I think there's going to be much glory in, in all of that. And actually, uh, quite honestly, when Stephen was actually being about to be stoned to death, I think it was Acts seven or something like that. Mm-hmm. He actually says like, Lord Jesus, he actually talks to Jesus. Like I actually really believe that, that as he is about to die, um, one of the one of the kind acts of grace that God gives is that Stephen is able to see his future with Christ, and he says, "Lord Jesus, here I come." You know what I mean? So actually, we do see an example of where Stephen in that situation was actually not praying to God, but he was actually talking uh, to Jesus. So, all, so, all, so all that, so all that to say is that is that when we pray, we do pray uh, to God, but understanding a couple of things, understanding that that we do pray to God, but understanding that. First off, it is Jesus, right, who has made the way possible for us to have that relationship, to be able to have that bridge be made between us and God. And that when we do pray, we do pray with the with the help of the Spirit. Like, you know, it's it's the Spirit who helps, helps guide us along, which means that when we pray, like, like we should, we should, we should be, you know, and this is where it gets hard, like um, like uh to be because it sounds so abstract. But it's being in the moment of just praying in step with the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit and not so much kind of like, you know, if you've ever done these prayers, you're just kind of like checking things out. I want to pray about this. You know, I just got to get this done. But to really be caught up in the moment of, of, of having the Spirit just guide your words and your dependence and, and your, and your, and your just, just utterances at times where you just don't even know what to say uh, to, to the Lord. So, um, so I would say that. So pray, pray to God the Father, but understanding that, that, it, it's, that within prayer, uh, all parts of the Trinity, all the people of the Trinity are are at work within it. And I also want to share as well to, to, to also be mindful too, that sometimes when we do pray, like it can be very easy for us to just kind of mash everyone in like God's the same as Jesus, as same as the Holy Spirit. So I just kind of interchange all the different people in the prayer. Um, this is where you do need to stay disciplined and, and understand that they are three distinct persons. So praying to God is not the same thing as praying to Jesus or praying to the Holy Spirit. But it's understanding the uniqueness too uh, of, of each of these people within the Trinity. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So yeah, so that, that's kind of my kind of my answer, uh, Trevor. I'm not sure if you have other thoughts around that. No, no, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I like how even if you're addressing the prayer like to God the Father, just that awareness that that all three persons are involved in the prayer, like the, and so you're you're engaging with with God as the whole like the triune God, even if the prayer is only directed to God the Father, um, and just that awareness, I think it does bring about that that richness of the experience, even like you said, it's a little bit abstract, but it's actually what's taking place. Um, yeah. 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 So, so, so for, so example, for, for example, like every time uh, when we close in prayer, like oftentimes we say in, in, in Jesus name, that's a beautiful thing. Like, I think we forget like the beauty of that statement, but when we say in Jesus name, after we're done praying, mm-hmm. like basically what you're saying is that I've made these prayers because Jesus did it all. Jesus died again. He lived the life I couldn't live. He rose again. He, I'm forgiven, you know, like his, his, like, and because of that, God, I can, I can come to you directly. That's just, that's just, that's just every time we pray, like, and we just say those three simple words, there's just so much theology in that, so much beauty of the gospel. So, uh, so great. Whoever asked that question, great question. And just Mm -hmm. keep praying, just keep, just keep getting after it, man. It's that, that, that's awesome. Way to go. Way to go. Yeah. I will, I will add one thing to that. Um, this is just, uh, more so from like the, like an artistic perspective in, in looking at the Bible that does have a theological grounding and yeah. it's that the new Testament, right? The, when we look at the scriptures, right? Part of what we understand new Testament, old Testament is that it's inspired in the way that it's talked about in, uh, in second Peter, I want to believe second Peter chapter, chapter one, at the end of that verses 19 through 21 is that the spirit of God, the Holy spirit, kind of carried them along the writers of scripture as they were writing it. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so there's this sense in which the spirit was uniquely involved in, in the writing of scripture and to, to think about writing something, whether it's like a sermon or I think even if they're like, if there's an artist creating something, this thought right. of inspiration, not on the level of, of, of scripture um, obviously, but, but as, as much as it's in alignment with it. Um, that's right but of praying to the spirit in particular with help with those things. And so that's, that's more so just like a personal thing uh, that I, I don't think I can point to chapter and verse on that, but. Um, well, well, that, well, that, that's the, no, I don't want to go on a rabbit trail here, but, but that, that's exactly kind of the, the conversation around, around being, you know, you know, f- fill, you know, filled with the Holy spirit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, um, it's just, it's just hard to like put that objectively. Like, well, this is what I know that it, that it happened. Um, yeah. I think, uh, and, and the illustration I heard is that it's kind of like a, um, like a rushing water, you know what I mean? And, and like, you know, you're in it when you're, you're in it, but, but my responsibility is just to get myself within like the water and just, and just letting it come over me. And so that, that's why prayer, you know, scripture, you know what I mean? Like, you, like, you, like you do these things, yeah. do these things to get yourself in the path of the spirit's work, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I, I absolutely agree with you. And, and quite honestly, like that, that's what we should all be striving for as Christ followers is to do our very best, um, to have the spirit empower our work, whatever that work is that, because quite honestly, what's, what's the opposite option. If I'm not working, you know, having the spirit empower me, then yeah. the other option is that I'm, I'm working out of my own flesh. Right. So we should, we should always be seeking to do everything we can um, to be dependent on the spirit, to be prayerful in the things that we do, to be mindful of God. You know, I think it was Martin Luther who said that um, he had such a busy day in front of him 
that he's going to spend an extra three hours in prayer. You know what I mean? Like yeah. <laughs> he, saw, he, he saw the busyness in front of him, the increased busyness. And he actually saw it as a reason to pray even more. And that, see, that's the that's stuff that gets you, gets you tied in with the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Kenson, it's been great having you with us. Um, I love the the background there, the picture that you're sent to the city. <laughs> this, this is, hey, anyone who's watching or listening to this right now, if you need someone to help you take pictures for your marketing, my son, my 11 year old son, he's, he's got some gifting. He's got some gifts. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks so much for joining us. It's been great. Thanks Trevor. Glad being with you guys. All right. Thanks for joining us this week. We hope you enjoyed the episode and we will be back next week with another one. And in the meantime, if you have any questions you'd like us to discuss, go ahead and send those in and you can do so by emailing us at podcast at parkcommunitychurch.org. We'll see you soon.